The following message is brought to you by Balsamic. Balsamic have decided to support the SAS District community by donating their sponsored airtime to some of our listeners. This episode is sponsored by Orapa, a platform that helps you find top sales talent and get more sales calls with your dream clients. Orapa is a gig platform that connects startups with sales rep. The sales rep can then schedule sales calls with your dream clients. The best part is you only pay for qualified meetings on your calendar. So visit orapa.co. If you're a startup founder or a VP of sales looking to hire more sales rep to help you grow your business while only paying for booked meetings and appointments, check out orapa.co today. If you'd like to receive a promo code for Balsamic or even just thank the folks at Balsamic for supporting our community, please check out our show notes where we include a link to that promo code specifically for the SaaS district community. Thank you all. everyone, this is your host, Akil Jobar, and welcome back to another episode of SaaS District. In today's episode, we'll be talking about how to drive more sales with personalized automated email marketing. Today, we have our guest, George Hartley, joining us. George is the co-founder at Sendy, Blue Thumb, and Smarter Mail. Smarter Mail is a tool that helps make easy, makes email easier for e-commerce companies through seamless platform integrations and a ton of personalization. Last year, users of Smarter Mail sent a billion emails, and some users have generated an additional 50K in sales as a result of using the platform. George and his team have now built Smarter Mail to over 100K in monthly uh, recurring revenue, so 100K in MRR, and have been growing 10% month over month. So, welcome, George. Glad to have you on our, our show today. Thanks so much. It's, it's great to chat with you. Awesome. So, uh, you know, can you just, for those people who don't know uh, about your background, can you tell us more about your past ventures and the story of how you decided to launch Smarter Mail, I think in 2016? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, so, Smarter Mail is the kind of second um, startup that, that uh, I've done with my co founder. And we've had a couple of little things on the side along the way. Um, we actually got our start back in 2012. Um, well, three of us, uh, basically two accountants and me who was a designer and we decided to launch an art company, which, uh, <laughs> you know, seemed uh, like a, a strange thing to do back then. But um, we did, we, we wanted to launch sort of an internet marketplace. Um, we, we'd been keen to do this for a while and we were kind of trying to work out what, what to do in the space. And I was also a failed musician and I'd used SoundCloud a lot and it was amazing. And I had friends who were artists and um, I kind of talked to them. They had nowhere to sell their art. And so we decided, why don't we do SoundCloud for art? So that's here. that was here in Australia and we launched Blue Thumb as an art marketplace and muddled along for a couple of years. We were working other jobs and uh, eventually raised a bit of money on that, uh, went full time. And, and we've grown that to Australia's largest uh, online art marketplace. Um, and so that, you know, that's been growing wildly actually through covid and my brother still runs that, um, and I, I help on product there. And along the way, um, while we're trying to grow this art marketplace, we um, we identified email as a, as a valuable channel for for us for e-commerce, which it is. Um, but you know, with the art market, it's it, it, we tried a few tools like the the, the bigger 
email marketing tools that are out there at the time. This is a this is sort of six seven years ago. Um, but the art market's a funny one where you know as you're a customer, you know you, if just because you fit a certain segment or demographic doesn't mean you're interested in that art from from that segment. So we built our own email marketing system. It's pretty crude, but it basically took in your user data, what you'd liked or added to cart, and it sent you automated emails based on those recommendations. And it, yeah, it became our second most um, valuable channel as a, as a sales tool. And so Phil, my co-founder and I decided, you know, maybe we should spin this into its own company. And so that's how, how SmarterMail came about. And we thought we'd built, built the bones of it. We sort of was working, well, I'll just take us three months to launch. We'll put it on Shopify. And lo and behold, uh, 16, 17 months later, we had a company. <laughs> These things wow. always take a bit longer. So, so you weren't actually like going out there trying to fo- solve another person's problem and build this startup. You were actually just lo- f- figuring it out and uh, solving your own internal problem. And then you realized like, you know, this is actually a better platform than when it's, what's out there and we can actually turn this into a business. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, that's right. Um, and the whole point was, you know, email marketing seems solved seemed like this, it's been around forever, you know, right. it, it seemed like there wasn't much um, personalization. There wasn't, you know, there was this advance in marketing channels on these other things like social and search, but email was just seemed really stagnant, especially for e-commerce. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's, that's why we launched Smarter Mail and we've been sort of laser focused on that. Um, how can we help e-commerce stores to do better personalized email marketing, but also do it quicker, you know, especially smaller, medium-sized e-commerce stores, they really suffer from a lack of time. You don't have enough heads to do this stuff. And so email can actually get kind of not done when, when you know it should be done. You don't have the time. So, yeah, we, we actually optimize for speed, speed of composing, setup, all that stuff. Makes sense. So last yeah. I read, I think it was in December of 2019, so almost uh, nine months as of this recording, you guys passed the 100K MRR mark and we're growing 10% month over month. Um, where are you guys at today, if you can share, and has there been any slowdown due to COVID? Um, we, we've actually sped up a little bit. Um, COVID really sort of put a rocket, it put a rocket under e-commerce actually. Mm. And, you know, our, our growth is, you know, it seems very fast and, and we're happy with it. But if you tie it to say a company like Big Commerce or, or Shopify, where we integrate with, we're probably on about par with those guys and they're, you know, like billion dollar companies and, but they're growing, they're growing it. Like through COVID, I think Shopify said they grew 60% or something over, yeah. over the first few months, like something enormous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we're seeing that sort of growth as well. It's, it's, it's lit a fire under us, which has been great. Um, but what it's meant is additional strain on, on servers and, and all, all, all these things where you, you just want to build new features. You just want to sort of like build new integrations and actually you just end up spending half your time making sure that the thing is stable tomorrow. So, yeah, right. so it's been great. It's, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, yeah, that is a good problem. And what would you say is the, the strongest market, marketing channels that have helped you reach to, to this point at the beginning stage? So you did the integrations. What else would you say has worked well? Yeah. So integrations are actually our biggest source of new customers. Um, so, you know, that's great because they sort of, they do that for you, but also it sucks a little bit because you, you can't control that as much. You can do the, you know, you can, you can try and improve your rankings and SEO and this stuff within these app stores and integration places, which is fine. Um, but we, we do want to have our own channels because, you know, we want to be able to pull as many levers as we can, right, to, to get growth. So we're, we're constantly channel testing and we try and 
um, structure it properly so that we're, we're, you know, we'll be doubling down on, on the four key channels that are bringing in most of our, uh, our new customers. And at any one time, we'll be focusing on trying to improve at least one of them and focusing on testing one outside of that. Um, so after the integrations in the app stores, then um, we have sort of paid acquisition across social and search, obviously, which everyone does. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, content. So we uh, we spend a lot of time and effort on good content. Um and whether that's writing uh, blogs for um, partners and other people like that, or we're, we're actually filming like an in-depth video course for one of our partners right now. And they have a full kind of university type learning center, which is amazing. And we've been picked to do an email marketing course, which is great, but I sort of have to pivot into being a talking head, which is not, not my forte. <laughs> um, and then after content, um, we, we do a little bit of really targeted cold reach out um, that's pretty structured and sort of we, we look, at, look at that. And, um, and then there's a bunch of, of partnership stuff as well. Cool. And then, you know, on the other side, you know, what, what's working is great, but also learning what didn't work. Um, what would you say is the least effective strategies or would you consider a valuable failed growth experiments you guys ran and it just didn't pan out? Oh, there's tons. So every channel, you know, and you hear about it all the time, you know, someone in the SaaS is like, oh, you know, LinkedIn marketing works really well for me or, you know, Instagram's this uh, untapped market for SaaS. Um, and we've put a lot of, you know, we put a lot of effort into LinkedIn and, and literally done our money. Like nothing's worked there for us. Mm-hmm. Instagram, we've, we've tried Instagram marketing and, and content and all sorts of stuff. Nothing's worked. We've tried um, some influencer stuff. Um, it might be that we don't have strong enough branding. I don't know. That's always fallen flat too. Um, but I guess what we have with our channel testing is we, we try and circle back to it uh, about a year later and mm-hmm. throw a bunch more money, effort and focus because um, stuff really does change, you know, and uh, we've seen it with Blue Thumb. You know, one, you know, Instagram wasn't a channel that worked for, for us, which was surprising for about three years. We tested and tested and tested, and now it's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so far Twitter hasn't worked, LinkedIn hasn't worked, Instagram hasn't worked, influencer stuff just – and it's probably on us, not <laughs> the channel, but, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So I'm curious on the search side because I, I know mm. uh, you know email marketing is a very very competitive space. Like you're paying thirty plus dollars CPC. Are you guys and you guys have proven to make that work somehow? Oh mate, we're not going to pay nineteen dollars <laughs> for a click for someone to search email marketing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not a chance. No, we were. Um, yeah, we. We weren't fortunate enough to get a, like the full spelling of smarter mail. It's missing a vowel, so we definitely have to spend on misspellings. Mm. Um, we no, we, we tend to go for long, sort of more long tail or longer phrases, I guess, with with that. Um, so yeah, we we do buy we we do buy a bunch of terms uh, around it, but we're certainly not going up head to head on just straight up email marketing. Yeah, no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to go against, against MailChimp or the other big guys. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as a SaaS founder, you know, the main goal behind why they want to come in and start investing in email marketing strategies and tools is not only to increase their sales, but improve engagement. Um, since I know your platform is focused on e-commerce, but it can apply to SaaS as well. What are some strategies that you recommend to SaaS founders to increase their engagement for, you know, what you guys use yourselves, you know, may provide re- relevant information and buyers um, to be, you know, kind of more personalized? 
Mm. Um, so, yeah, the, the, it's sort of a good distinction. So our, our product, SmartMind, is completely focused on, on e-commerce. Mm-hmm. And so um, for e-commerce marketers, there's a really... Um, like there's a really great sort of 80, 20, um, set of sort of rules or frameworks you can use straight away that I'd say turn on, you know, personalized, um, you know, uh, welcome series, personalized, uh, win back series, personalized abandoned carts and, um, you know, maybe personalized reorder depending on your products. Like I can tell you straight up, just turn them on, tweak it. Um, make it in your brand voice, you know, but go and do it. Um, and it's great. It's actually nice to, to work within sort of the confines of we know this stuff works. And obviously there's a lot more you can do, you know, go much deeper, but to get 80% of it right, you can just go and set that up right now. For SaaS, um, we, in a way, we have less experience because we've only done it once for us, right? Mm. And so what works for us at the moment is more around our content um, but the big, the, like the really big thing about email is it's an amazing retention, obviously. So, you know, once you have someone's email, um, you, they're sort of, they're either in that funnel to convert or they're in that funnel to buy from your e-commerce. That's amazing. But it's, it's actually really important to measure your email list growth rate. Mm. Um, it's one of those numbers that doesn't get talked about as much, but, um, if you think about it in a, if, if you do have an e-commerce store, for example, you might have a great conversion rate on your site at 1%, right? Yeah. So for every 100 um, visitors, one of them will check out that day. Um, if you're not measuring growth and actively trying to improve how many people are getting into your funnel, whether that's running like pop-ups, whether that's kind of pushing people to sign up for out-of-stock products, all that stuff, if you're not actively collecting and collecting hard and measuring it, you're missing out. You're, you're you're missing changing that conversion rate from one percent to like three or four percent. You know, like four mm. xing that conversion rate just by yeah. properly and aggressively collecting emails. And it's mm. the same thing with SaaS. You know, but it's, SaaS companies are pretty good about pushing people into that first email funnel. But that's mm-hmm. really important to kind of think about and um and and actually measure because as soon as you're measuring it, you're kind of starting to optimize. Makes sense. So I know as part of that, you know, customer acquisition journey, uh, you know, there's always that big challenge where, you know, if, if you're using email marketing to help kind of trying to convert your users, um, you know, but then you're always trying to compare, you know, uh, leverage your, your ROI and your marketing spend. Um, you know, you have content marketing, you have social media. Um, what would you suggest in how you allocate, you know, your resources and time to this channel and how to best leverage, you know, email marketing to increase ROI specifically? Because, yeah, you can do some testing. I guess you set up your onboarding, or wh- where is the right place to, to to kind of get the most bang for your buck? Yeah, um, in general, as a channel, email has like amazing ROI, kind of almost the best you will get, really. Um, so it's it's hard to screw that up. <laughs> the only way to screw that up is is perhaps signing up to like a an email tool that makes you sign lock in for a year and doesn't actually perform. Hmm. Um, like the like I said, especially with this this smaller merchants we have or even like smaller up and coming um, SaaS companies, you're you're battling against time. Like you, you just don't have the time to do all this stuff, right? So if if email gets um, 
lost along the way and you don't set up your flows and you aren't sending, you know, once a week or once a fortnight, um, that is going to be the biggest kicker to ROI, right? Mm. So, um, yeah, often, often our first piece of advice to people, even sometimes these big stores will join us and, and they won't be sending. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> you can, you can really make this a channel. Let's, let's get you started, you know? Um, and then, then yeah, after that, you are going to have good ROI on email. Um, mm. It's just a matter of, um, yeah, just paying a bit of attention to, to what your audience is engaging with. And um, yeah, it's going from there. So are you just sending out uh, emails like every week or every month just with updates? Like here, you know, here's some updates on some new features. Here's new updates on our blog. This is new things that you can start doing. Or is, is that all you're doing? Just kind of keeping kind of up to keeping your, your audience up to date and your email fresh? No, that, that's sort of that wears a bit thin on on our um, uh, on our customers. Um, mm. If for like a SaaS like us, yeah, you know, cu- customers really care about how it's working for them. So um, the the emails that we send actually to get the best engagement are actually your weekly digest of here's your results, here much, here's how much money you generated from email versus other channels. Um, the when people hit those milestones, people love hitting. You've made twenty sales for email milestones, fifty sales, those sorts of things. Um, mm. Those notifications actually, you know, it's like a little oh, great. It's like a you know, seeing seeing your heart sort of heart count on social media. It's the same thing, but it actually means something. So, um, so no, you want to set up those sorts of things, um, and then as well that that um, you know have a good good look at, at, at your initial funnel. That is, you know. Uh, capturing people who are sort of browsing to try it, to push them through. Um, and email is really good for that. Um, but again, mm-hmm. you sort of, we, we set up a whole bunch of different personalized funnels based on where they've gotten to in their journey. Interesting. So the, the reporting side where you're actually showing them the value of your product, I think is what you're saying is that you keep, you know, keep pushing that out and, you know, just keep reminding them of the value of what they're, they're paying. Um, how, how often are you doing that? Like once a week? Yeah, so so we have digests that go out once a week, nice. um, and and the whole product is actually that's the first big number you see when you log into Smarter Mail. How much money have you made from email, and as a percent of your total sales, how much is email making up at the moment for your store? Um, because really, one way to to grow your store is is to optimize on. Oh, okay, we're getting eight eight percent of our sales for email. We can probably we can probably squeeze that up, and that'll nice. help your store overall. Cool. And then some uh, some other things that you're analyzing from the users of your platform. What are some best practices that you've noticed once you've onboarded a new customer uh, to help them reduce churn and maybe you know increase that customer retention through email marketing? Because that's an important factor. You know, every SaaS company is, is facing, right? Yeah, um, we've actually been doing a lot of work on that uh, recently. Um, and what you know, no one's perfect, but I think we've got some improving to do there on making sure our customers are getting the most out of our product. Um, so we do have a few triggers set for when someone um, uh, is kind of, say, on, on a more advanced plan, but they're not using our advanced um, automation tools. Mm-hmm. We, we actually push them into a, into a flow uh, once they're on and paying. We push them into a flow to book, a, to, to book an onboarding, like a sort of, well, a, a more of a demo where we can help set up their account. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we, 
I, I guess we use email in that context more to um, try and get people to get in touch with our account managers um, because, you know, you can get email overwhelm as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And you're just so, doing yeah, that on the, on the onboarding side or you just, you know, like three months in after the, you know, three or six months in, what's your strategy to keep them after that? Yeah, yeah we, we have triggers. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, we, we do it for onboarding once, once they start as a paying customer. Um, if they get to a gate three months in and they're not using um, an advanced feature, one of the advanced features and they're an advanced customer will trigger some more emails to try and get them to um, uh, book a call with us to help them set up and get the most out of it because, um, you know, our ethos is, you know, people aren't going to churn if, if this thing is providing a lot of value mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that the people who are paying for the advanced stuff are actually getting that value. Otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, they'll churn. So yeah, there's more for us to do on it, I think, but, um, that's kind of where we're at at the moment. Nice. Um, and it, so I know you mentioned a little bit, was there anything else in terms of differences of how, how we should be implementing this? If you're you know, a SaaS company versus an e-commerce or maybe any, any other industries that are using your platform? Yeah. Um, so I guess we're completely focused on, um, e-commerce and, and giving, uh, e-commerce customers those sorts of things set up out of, out of the, out of the box as defaults, mm-hmm. um, obviously editable, but, um, that it, like I said, it's nice to kind of operate within a, a niche that's a bit more, you know, has a bit more of a, like a basic framework. Um, for SAS, I'm not really confident in saying best practice because it seems SAS is, is so varied. Um, mm. so yeah, all I could say is just, um, kind of measure what works. Um, and yeah, we, we use a bunch of tools to kind of, you know, we've got mouse flow so, so we can kind of see, um, videos of what people are doing with our site. We do user testing. Um, and then we sort of run intercom, uh, mixed panel and, and, um, Google analytics to kind of give us a, a framework of, of what's going on. Cool. What was that first tool you mentioned uh, to record the videos? Oh, mouse flow. Okay. It's like so it's it's similar to Hotchart, yeah. Hotchart, We've yeah. used them both in the past. Nice, nice. Um, so you know, I know you also in your in your platform, you guys do email personalization. Um, can you speak more? How, you know, how deep does does that personalization go? What kind of data are you gathering, and what kind of customized information are you able to provide from it? Yeah, it's um, it's cool. That's that's sort of the basis of the whole stack. Is is starting with um the customer data. And the great thing about being in e-com and being on a platform is when someone adds us, actually add us as a plugin and uh, we suck in all their store data, all their product data, all of their customer sales data. They obviously give us permission and we let stores use that to automatically um, populate content in emails. Um, so the whole point is you shouldn't have to have like a data scientist on your team to be able to do like... Um, you know, AI-driven personalization um, is a commodity at this point and it should be easy to do. Um, so, yeah, kind of that's the starting point. You know, you you, you add us as a plugin and um, it takes a few minutes and then all your data is there and ready to be used. The other thing that's cool that we do is we actually start on-page tracking um, from that point on. And so as you've been running SmartMail for longer, we start getting clicks, product clicks, uh, add to carts, and we can marry that up with email addresses and um, use that as well in, in the product recommendations. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so all that adds up to is hopefully more accurate recommendations. Um, and what we see is, you know, we, we, we have millions of emails running through Smarter Mail and sort of on, aggreg on aggregate, you can measure how much revenue is generated um, per types of email and um, emails that include those uh, recommended products in them, so those data-driven recommendations, mm -hmm. um, they make more than twice as much revenue as the sort of newsletters that don't have them. So it's a bit over double um, wow. on, on those emails. And it, wow. it is actually quite, it's quite a simple sort of process to do it. You just kind of add in the product block. It's like adding recommended products here. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, a whole, there's a whole bunch of, and like, Basically, if, if you have the data in your store, whether it's, you know, a product, a category, you know, the type of customer, you can use that in your emails as well. You know, they're called merge fields, but it's pretty easy to do. Interesting. And that's usually based on, on the product. Has that been the biggest kind of personalization? Uh, is there any other stats you can share of like what other personalization uh, has helped in terms of results for some of any of your clients? Yeah, well, I, I guess the beauty of it, uh, the beauty of it is it, it, it uses um, customer data, product data, and um, and uh, the on-page stuff as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it sort of just goes to a big ML stack and comes back with recommended products, and we tune it over time to try and improve the revenue per email number. Very cool. Uh you know, what, what are you most excited or curious about at the moment and where do you guys plan to focus the rest of your efforts on improving for the remainder of 2020, George? Um, yeah, it's like I said, you know, the, the, the it's sort of the COVID-driven boom in e-commerce has obviously just caught everyone unaware. But, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing that, you know, this happened and you assume your company is going to go under and instead it suddenly goes goes bang. So mm -hmm. we've sort of almost been, you know, playing catch up a little bit to this point. We've hired up a few more people and we're just now at the point where we're releasing a couple of big new features that um, have been sitting there. You know, we haven't been able to work on them as, as much as we'd like. And so now we've got a ton of new stuff that's coming online, which is super exciting to me. Um, but yeah, it's sort of seeing, they say it's three years worth of e-commerce growth compressed into, into six months. Oh. Just being along for that ride has been amazing. It's like holding to the back of a bear <laughs> running around. <Yeah>. So <laughs> it's a really exciting place to be. Um, and like my biggest, you know, my, my biggest thing as sort of, you know, the, the, the co-founder um, and, and CEO has been trying to make sure we're, we're focused only on the right stuff because there's so many, there's so many cool things we could build. We could, you know, there's a million different kind of marketing automations tools that sit on top of our product stack. And it's just a, a matter of, of speaking to our customers and working out which is the best one. But yeah, we, we've got a few things in the works, but really, um, uh, yeah, sort of the back half of this year is um, releasing this whole new big flow builder that is the beautiful kind of drag and drop layout. You can see all these drawn out flows that will all be there and a lot of nice draft designs you can just turn on. So that that's actually going live next week. Um, and then we kind of yeah have a whole bunch of other stuff that's almost ready as well. So 
I don't know. The future, the future's bright. It's just a matter of, of saying no to enough stuff for me. Yeah, I think that's that's equally important too, right? If you got a lot on your on your plate, a lot of things you can pick from, and then just knowing what to say no to to know where to focus, right? Yeah, yeah it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, cool, awesome, awesome, George. I really appreciated you you jumping on uh, SAS District today. Uh, you know, how can our audience get in touch with you and learn more about you know email and marketing, maybe for their own own companies? Yeah. Um, if, if you want to upskill on email marketing and especially if you uh, are into e-commerce or think even if you're thinking of you know getting started with e-commerce and want to know about e- e- email as a channel um, you yeah, just go to smartermail.com um, or Google Google us smartermail smartermail Shopify smartermail big commerce um, yeah we've got tons of content there like I said we're, we're producing this big video sort of course as well that'll that'll be live soon i can't say who it's with yet but um yeah that'll be coming up in the next couple of weeks um yeah check us out send us a note cool so that's smarter mail without the e so smarter and tr cool awesome thank you so much george i really appreciate it and uh we'll, we'll see you on the next time thanks again all right cheers thank you all for listening in to this episode and joining sas district today Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe for future episodes where we interview top leaders in the SaaS industry. If you're a SaaS company looking to grow and unlock the true value of your business, get in touch with us at horizoncapital.com and myself or one of our consultants will provide a free assessment to help you get there and hit your goals. If you have any feedback or suggestions for this podcast, please DM us on Instagram or LinkedIn at Horizon Capital and help us improve our content for you all. Thanks again and hope to see you on the next one.